Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Mark Joseph Stern. Hello. Hello from America, land of promises, hopes, and measles. <laughs> oh, the measles is back with a vengeance. I'm looking at the LA Times or the New York Times here headline. Measles outbreak declared in Los Angeles County. Uh, what's the lie of the land here? Oh, it's a terrible situation here. Uh, really just a horrible resurgence of measles after it was declared extinct in the United States in 2000. We had zero outbreaks of measles in 2000, but here we are in 2019, and it's back because a bunch of states, including California, have really big exemptions in their vaccine laws. Uh, every state in this country theoretically requires parents to vaccinate their children, but a bunch of them have these loopholes that you could drive a truck right through. California is one of them, and there's a huge anti-vax contingent there. So thousands and thousands of children in California are not vaccinated for measles. And would you believe what has happened as a result? Measles is back. There are uh, reports of the disease in 22 different states, hundreds and hundreds of reports around the country. And L.A. County itself is in a state of emergency because so many kids are getting rushed to the hospital with a disease that we thought we had eradicated in this country 19 years ago. Now, I guess there's maybe a parallel thing happening here in Ireland. There's a big, well, it's not a big, but it's certainly a very vocal and persistent anti-vaxxer movement people saying that the vaccination causes other health complications uh, loads of high profile clinicians right up to the minister for health simon harris have come out really strongly against it saying this is nonsense it's dangerous it's scaremongering and yet it persists why do you think it's uh, there's been a resurgence in the states well, I hate to admit this as a liberal myself, but a huge part of the problem here is liberals, especially in California, who take the whole all-natural idea way too far. Uh, I have spoken to people in places like Marin County, California, one of the most liberal in the country, who say, I don't want to pollute my children's bodies with anything unnatural, so I refuse to give them vaccines. There is this movement to keep children totally free from so-called toxins, this notion that if you recycle and you drive an electric car and you use renewable energy, you should also not vaccinate your children, which is totally wrong. It's BS. All of the science proves that vaccines are safe. They are not dangerous. The anti-vaxxer movement really is absurd. It's not based in science. But these people continue to refuse to vaccinate their children. Uh, And so it's a cultural problem as much as anything else. There is a culture of refusal to vaccinate, and that leads to the obvious and inevitable result of diseases we thought we had conquered coming back and harming a bunch of little babies who should have have no problem with measles or rubella or smallpox but are now at risk because dumb parents believe the propaganda and didn't vaccinate. Now you've got the death penalty in America 16 year olds can have guns it's mad over there. Do you <laughs> see there being some kind of martial law implemented where vaccines are forced upon everybody regardless of what they believe? 
Look, I don't see martial law implemented, but I do see states starting to crack down and punish and even imprison parents who don't vaccinate their children. And yes, genuinely, do you see that? Yeah, I do. I really do. And forcing their children to get vaccinated, the state coming in and vaccinating the kids themselves. I mean, that sounds dire, but you know what else is dire? Hundreds of children getting sick and dying from smallpox, which is totally preventable, and measles, which are both coming back now. So I do think, you know, our Supreme Court has said that it's okay to force parents to vaccinate their children. Uh, That is still the law of the land here, even though we're crazy on a bunch of other stuff. So I do see states like California saying, Enough is enough with this. Coming in, imprisoning parents who let their kids get sick and forcing these poor children to get vaccinated finally because that's the only way we're going to put an end to this outbreak. Otherwise, we're going to be measles capital of the world and it's going to be party like 1800 again over here. Okay, uh, well, I tell you what, let's do this um, tonally appropriate. Let's do the vaccines teenage icon. This is a throwback to about five years ago. And then we're talking about the, the Walt Disney's, is it daughter or granddaughter? Granddaughter. Granddaughter fighting for pay equality in the company back after this. Here we go. That right there was the Vaccines Teenage Icon on 2FM. We're talking to Mark Joseph Stern. Mark, talk to me about Abigail Disney. This is an amazing woman who is the heir to the Disney fortune. She is the uh, she's the granddaughter of uh, one of the co-founders of the Walt Disney Company, uh, and she is a multi multi millionaire. She has a huge amount of money, uh, which she has inherited because of her family, and she is on a war path now saying that she has too much money, saying that Walt Disney has too much money, talking about how corporations need to stop paying their CEOs and executive boards so much and start paying their everyday workers a whole lot more. She's taken on the executives at her company. She has criticized Disney CEOs by name. She wrote a, 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 a op-ed in the Washington Post, a bunch of tweets that went viral, and she is trying to change the conversation about wealth distribution here in America because she's saying, look, I'm the benefit of all this and even I see how this is warping our country and screwing over a lot of people and if I can't convince the company to change this, I don't know who can. Okay, right, so she called out the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger is his name. He was paid last year $65 million, right? Um, Right. uh, And that's uh, approximately 1,400 times the average pay of a Disney employee and then she says to put that gap in context, in 1970 the CEO made about 30 times the average workers and now it's jumped up to 1,400 times and she says it's unsustainable. Now, she put out a subsequent tweet. She says, look, let me be clear. I like Bob. I like the work he's doing. I just think this is this is unsustainable. She's called out other CEOs of the company and stuff uh, or other high-profile members of the company. Um, how has this gone down in Disney? Like she said, no, I like the people. It's the culture. But surely some people's back, backs are against the wall here. Oh, yes. We've seen some reports that Bob Iger is uh, frustrated about this. He thinks he deserves the pay. Disney executives think that this is a woman who just doesn't understand how the company works. It's true that she's not really closely involved in the day-to-day operations of Disney. So they're just writing her off as a know-nothing, as a bleeding-heart liberal who's trying to do good work but doesn't get the facts on the ground, doesn't understand what's going on at Disney. But she is pushing back against that, too. 
and she's being very civil about it, right? Like you said, she says, I like Bob Iger. She personally likes these people. They run into each other at the Christmas party. They probably know each other's kids. But she's saying this is a broader problem. This isn't just a Bob Iger problem. This is an American problem. You know, Donald Trump's tax cuts that were passed in 2017, they exacerbated this problem. The CEO pay is skyrocketing, and everybody else is getting left at the bottom. And that is unsustainable. You were talking about martial law. Well, how about class warfare? How about people getting so upset that they aren't making enough money that they try to rebel or, I don't know, overthrow the government? She's warning about that, even if it sounds crazy right now, because history has shown that this kind of extreme wealth income uh, disparity, it's just totally unsustainable. So I think she's kind of a prophet. I think this woman is amazing. And I think she's absolutely right. This is a relatively new problem in America. It, it emerged in the 1980s under Reagan. And there's no reason we have to stay like this. So a lot of Democratic presidential candidates are talking about this problem, too. I hope they bring Abigail Disney on the campaign trail because I think she's got a lot to contribute. Speaking of financing and new ideas, Elizabeth Warren, uh, who's running for the presidency, has proposed the abolition of third level fees, university fees. That's one we'll kick around next week. That could cause some serious ructions and student debt and all these things. But for now, we'll love you and leave you. It's been Mark Joseph Stern at MJS underscore DC uh, on the Twitter machine. Or he's on Instagram if you want to look at loads of photos of his dog. Um, <laughs> and he writes for at Slade as well. Mark, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week. Love you, bye. This is 2FM.